All right, Toyota, everybody. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. A workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced technology to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available technology this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales events deals when you visit buy a Toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, October 11th, 2021. What's going on? How are you? How are you? Dude, what's the deal with daylight savings? Daylight savings, they're not going to they're not going to fall back. I choose to fight back. What movie was that? Um, they, they're not going to fall back until fucking November. Used to be like in October. You know what I mean? What are we doing? The fall is supposed to be dark. Right. This is when you start making your pumpkin bread. The kids go trick-or-treating. It's supposed to start snowing. No, they want the fucking sun out all day. All day so you can go to work. You know, unless you're still collecting checks, you fucking sneezing cunt. Um... Da, 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 da. Yeah, so they're not gonna, they're not gonna, they are not going to turn the clocks back. Let's see, daylight savings, daylight savings is from March 14th now till November 7th. It used to be October until April. So now it's basically, uh, let's see, April, May. June, July, August, September, October, November. Eight fucking months. Oh, God. Is this because there's so many depressed people out there? Um, like Tyson Fury. He was talking about how he was all uh, depressed and all that. He had all the belts and all that. I didn't, I didn't uh, read too much on that. I did watch that fight. Did you guys see the fight? I watched the fight. Um. Yeah, I saw that fight. <laughs> I don't think I'm into boxing anymore. Just watching those guys just one fucking punch after another to the head. Like post-CTE, just watching the punishment. And now the big thing is they cut to the, the crowd so they can show their wives, the wife of the fighter that's losing, crying. It's just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I felt horrible for the other guy. Um, 
Tyson Fury reminds me of, uh, did you ever see that movie a long time ago? Are you old like me? They used to have these, these monster movies called, uh, it was called Creature Double Feature. And uh, there was this B movie called The Amazing Colossal Man. I've talked about this before. And uh, it was sort of like ahead of its time as far as talking about how shitty the fucking military treats the troops. You know, because back in the day, you know, they, they, they ignite an atomic bomb and they just made these guys, this whole platoon or whatever, walk towards it to see what would happen in the event if they did something like that. And like they all died of cancer because of the radiation. So anyways, this movie, I think, sort of goes to address that. I don't know. So this... This guy is in the army, an atomic bomb goes off and he gets fucking, you know, all his clothes get blown off or anything. No full frontal. It's the 1950s. It's a conservative time. They didn't have his wang hanging out. He should have. He should have his 1950s dick hanging out. He probably would have got a fucking Oscar. You know, that was such a brave performance to have your ding dong fucking swirling around. There was a man five feet away with a fan blowing on your dick and balls making them flip-flop as you landed in the dirt, you know, simulating standing near an atomic bomb. And the Oscar goes to Dick and Balls. The amazing colossal man. So anyway, the uh, result of that in the movie was the guy just starts growing uncontrollably. And uh, it's fucking... You know, he just, he kept getting bigger and bigger and they were trying to help him out. It was fucking with his temperament. I, I rewatched the movie about a year ago. And then there's a part, in the end, they fucking, you know, the army takes him out. He falls into like the Hoover Dam. Spoiler alert, right? And he just goes head first and then that's the end. The amazing colossal man goes head first into the fucking Hoover Dam. <laughs> and then... But it was, you know, it's a complex character. Like he was, he didn't want to keep growing. Obviously, he felt alienated. He felt, he felt like not one with everybody else. And then he was slowly losing his mind, I think, because he was growing or whatever. And then in the end, the army that he served in ended up taking him out. So there was a lot for that actor to do. And then in the second one, he just crawls out of the Hoover Dam, and his head's all fucked up, and his face is all fucked up, and he's just walking around going, ah. Ah, that's the performance, the whole movie. Ah! <laughs> and I'm thinking that guy's got to be like, well, how much are you going to pay me? I just got a grunt for fucking 90 minutes. I get another check. All right. Well, I mean, I thought the original Amazing Colossal Man was going to lead to something. So anyway, to see a six foot nine, you know, boxer, like that's what he, he, Tyson Fury is like the real version, I feel, the amazing, colossal man. The guy steps over the top rope like fucking Andre the Giant. And uh, six foot nine and can slip punches. I mean, he, he's a, both of them were amazing uh, to watch. It was a hell of a fight, but I, you know, Jesus Christ, the fucking punishment that those two guys did to each other. My God, and both of them, like a fucking Rocky fight. They'd go down and then they'd get back up. I mean, you've, you've, I, I'm not big boxer. Was it Dante Wilder? Is that his name? Was that a safety on Tampa? I have no fucking idea, okay? I got so much shit going on, and I got two kids under the age of four. I can't keep anybody's name straight. Now, God damn it, the guy went in there, and he fucking, anytime you box, you risk your life, so I got to make sure I get this guy's name right. 
Tyson Fury versus Wilder. All right. Okay. All right. Do I got it? Did I say Deontay? I hope I said that right. Um, Anyway. Um, Both of those guys just going down and then coming back up and, and fighting again. It was just, it was... It was an amazing fight, but I got to be honest with you, just watching that, you know, I just thought both of them, it's like, I hope they both retire soon. I hope, you know, they're getting millions for this. Just keep your fucking money. Spend it wisely. Don't try to save your whole fucking family and neighborhood in the next town over. Okay. You're the one going in there, getting your fucking head knocked around. Just keep your fucking money. So congratulations to them for one of the uh, best pay-per-views I've seen in a long time. And you know what's so funny is, like, boxing's been in such a shitty way. They kept telling me during that, this, uh, you're really getting your money's worth. That's a great pay-per-view. They just kept telling me what a great pay It's like, I know it is. I'm sorry a YouTube star is digging it. You, you left the fucking door open by running your business so fucked up that a YouTube star is taking food off of your plate. They must have said... This is unbelievably exciting and worth the money in roundabout ways, at least once around, I felt. Um, but anyway, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I would have been terrified if I was a ref. 269, 277. The other guys, I don't know, six something and fucking 240. And they're slipping punches, and I'm just like, I, I do not want to be the, that, you know, those YouTube, those fucking YouTube blooper things in boxing? Where the boxer fucking slips a punch. It's usually a hook. <laughs> he misses and he punches the ref. Oh, Jesus. A glancing blow from either one of them. I'd have to learn how to talk again. Um, anyway, so uh, I've been watching some baseball because my Red Sox went bam, 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 bam. Um, are playing the Tampa Ray Devil Rays, who have just owned our asses for I don't know how long, seemingly forever. And uh, game one, they came out, and their fucking starting pitcher gave us the right there, Fred. Just pitched a fucking gem. And it was four to nothing, and I'm watching, and some kid's up, and we call the shift, and there's a guy on fucking third base. So there's nobody covering third. The guy's halfway up the fucking line and we have a lefty on the mound who like his wind up it was longer than it takes me to tie my shoes he fucking <laughs> just took off and he stole on plate so it's much as it sucked to watch my team lose game one that's an exciting play to watch and then game two was just like a video game like no matter how many runs either team scored it wasn't enough I want to say we scored two, and then they scored five in the first inning. Then we came back, and somehow we were up like six or seven to five, and then they came back, scored a couple. We were like eight to, it was like eight to five, or eight to four maybe. And then they scored two more runs. All of a sudden, it's eight to six. It's like, are we really going to have to score 10? I, I can't remember what the score was, like 14 to eight or something. It was some fucking crazy, crazy game. Bats came alive. And as much as I was excited about the bats coming alive, I was just like, well, you know, we also gave up six, seven, eight runs. That's not too exciting. So then it comes back to Boston. And we played today. I spent the whole day with my son, so I missed the game. I just saw the highlights. 
And uh, Red Sox walk off two-run homer in either the 12th or the 13th inning. Amazing. I saw some Devil Rays fans whining about, uh, you know, they fucked us over in a fucking obscure rule, man. No, they applied it properly, and you were unfamiliar with the rule, as was I. But it is a rule. The big conspiracy theory that they're trying to help out the larger markets. It's like, that's not how they help out the larger markets. They help out the larger markets by having a luxury tax um, that George Steinbrenner completely took advantage of. It was ridiculous. Um, which I felt was, you know, way more cheating than fucking banging on a trash can. And then the my Red Sox followed him right over the cliff and we started spending $182 million like... You know, and some other ones go, oh, the fucking it's fixed. It's like, that's not how you fix a game. By, you don't uh, call a rule correctly. For those who didn't watch the game, basically one of the double rays hit a ball and there was a guy on base that would have scored. But the ball hit off the Red Sox player and went into the crowd. And if it's incidental contact, if he didn't do it on purpose, it's a ground rule double. So that guy had to go back to third. So it sucked for them. It's just one of those fucking things, but it is the proper application of the rule. So you just got to kind of take it. Sometimes it doesn't go your fucking way, you know? Um, yeah, but if you're going to fix a game, you, you pay off an umpire, and he does it with the strike zone. You're not going to be like, we're going to fix this game. Gee, I really hope this guy hits the ball, and it incidentally glances off another player so we can fuck him out of a run in the 12th inning. It's not how you fix a game. Sorry. That goes back to that fucking, I remember. There's always somebody saying, especially the fucking Colts, those fucking pussies, always talking about cheating, you know. I like the tuck rule. That was another one. One of the funniest things I ever saw was Raider fans talking about cheating, who literally, that is their motto. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> the most penalized team in professional sports history and just the amount of cheating that they did. I mean, you, if all you got to do is read any autobiography from a fucking Raider in the 70s, the shit that those guys used to do was fucking hilarious. So um, whatever. I hate when people fucking whine about shit like that, um, which I probably have done when my team loses. But I mean, hey, what are you going to do? It is what it is. It is what it is. It is a fucking rule. Um, but I got to tell you something. Watching um, postseason baseball, First of all, unbelievably exciting. And then secondly, um, the the home run celebrations that these kids do nowadays, I swear to God, is the reason why you cannot take fighting out of hockey. There's always these, these fucking assholes who don't watch hockey or don't understand the game that are always saying, you got to get fighting out of hockey. And it's like, look at baseball. Look what happened to baseball now that a pitcher can't fucking throw at a hitter. I mean, these fucking, I remember when Devil Rays hits a home run, he's fucking yelling at the dugout. He looks like a wrestler coming out from behind the curtain. He's pointing, I don't know, like this is my fucking stadium. He's stumping his fucking chest. He's pointing up to his dead uncle in heaven. I, and he hasn't even gotten to first base yet. The fucking third base coach is, 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 gesticulating less than this fucking guy walking out. The, and that's what happens. That guy would never do that shit 
when I grew up. Because if he did one of those fucking things, the next guy would take one right between the fucking numbers. And then the next time he came out, he'd throw out his fucking head. But nowadays, as a baseball player, you can go up to bat with half a fucking football helmet on with that thing covering your face. Right. And then you can have like a, a suit of armor from your shoulder, your lead fucking arm and just hang out over the plate. Dude, the other side of the plate, the pitcher used to own that. That was it. You weren't getting that. Fuck you. All right? You can have the middle of the plate to the inside. That's you. But that outside of the plate, that is fucking mine. And if you try taking that from me, I'm going to act like you said something to my wife and I'm throwing right at your fucking head. That's what happened. Okay? That's what... Watching these fucking kids do it. It's so fucking... It's so... Now the pitchers do it. They strike somebody other. Fuck yeah! Fuck fucking awesome! Fucking cunt! And then they fucking go into the dugout. It's hilarious. I don't know, I guess maybe I'm just an old guy, but I'm just watching it going like, I, I don't understand, just don't understand that, you know? You're not allowed to be in the paint anymore, so you dunk on nobody, and then after you do that, you, you just look at the opposing fan base under the, under the net, you just go, ah! I, I, I don't understand. And it's just all like that, you know, look at me, I'm a beast. But then if you go to dunk the ball and you fuck up and it goes off the back of the rim and goes back to, to half court, then what do you do? I just go, oops. He just sort of, <laughs> sort of jog back. You know, you strike out. I mean, I don't know. It's just funny watching people talking shit in baseball. When all you got to do is be successful three out of 10 times, which is what I did in math class that I had to go to summer school every year. These fucking assholes go to the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. I'm just fucking around. I, I just, I really hate self-congratulatory fucking I'm a beast bullshit when, you know, it's just like, you know, just enough, enough. I get it. Like, you're not the first person to ever hit a home run. Hit a fucking home run and run around the bases, okay? I don't need your fucking... <laughs> what are they yelling about? What? Are you, well, I just want to put him mic'd up. What is he saying? Did you see that? It went over the fence. That's exactly what I was supposed to do in this stadium right now. Were the other guys on the bench saying he couldn't do it? Did he just win some money? I just don't understand what the fuck they're yelling at. Um, I don't know. How about those New England Patriots getting their asses whipped by the fucking Houston Texans? And then all of a sudden, what do they do? They make one of the number. They make one of the, the number one mistake you don't do in football. Don't get fucking cute. Fourth and two. You've decided to punt. Punt the fucking ball. What do these fucking jerk-offs do? What do they do? Huh? Evidently, they went to go see Joel Olstein, And Joel Olstein was like, God wants you to act like it's a fake punt. He wants you to go up there and act like you're going to be a quarterback and then back up, but not far enough. So you boot it and it goes off your lineman's ass for zero yards. God wants you to do that. I really resented all the people that said I look like that guy. It's like, make up your mind, okay? What, I thought I looked like the Buffalo Bills coach. What, because they're fucking 5-0? Oh, currently playing the Chiefs. 
you know, now I don't look like that guy. I only look like the people that fuck up when the Bills suck. McDermott or whatever his name is, is building the goddamn team. Uh, you know, that's when I look like him, but now they're undefeated. How come I can't still be that guy? I want to be that guy. You know he's not paying for any wings in that fucking godforsaken town. The Bermuda Triangle of the Rust Belt. The sports Bermuda Triangle of the Rust Belt. The Buffalo Bills. I literally tweeted today. I was like, uh, the fucking Patriots, dude, right? Because we uh, scored a touchdown to tie it up or whatever. And some guy just write, congrats. Wow, you're beating the worst team in the league. And I'm like, who's this cunt? Right? So I look at his profile and I just see all this Buffalo shit, Sabres and fucking the Bills. And I'm like, oh, that's what it is. Sorry. We've been fucking you guys in the ass twice a year in the regular season for the last fucking 20-something years. I get it. I get it. You haven't beaten us since Jim Kelly was there. Is that what it is? Maybe you beat us once or twice. I get it. So that was an easy win for me. I just... (laughs) It's just... Why, as, as a Buffalo fan, would you ever talk shit? Your trophy cases are empty. They're empty. You've never won anything. I'm sorry. They might have won an AFL title. Was that the Chargers? I used to know. The, I used to know all the AFL champions. Let's look this up. Let me, let me let me put some respect on these wings for Buffalo. AFL champions list. Ba 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 ba. Ah, fucking not not soccer. AFL. Football, football will still do that. AFL, put Chargers in there because I know that they want it. AFL Championships Pro Football Hall game. Okay, here we go. Okay, the Houston Oilers in 1960 beat the Los Angeles Chargers. The Houston Oilers are now the Tennessee Titans, and Los Angeles Chargers are now the Los Angeles Chargers. For a brief time, from 1961 to 2017, they were the San Diego Chargers. Um, Houston Oilers, next year, they beat the San Diego Chargers. 1963, the San Diego Chargers, finally, 51 to 10, drubbing of the Boston Patriots. Boston Patriots later becoming the New England Patriots, trying to draw all states' fans in. That's the only reason why. Buffalo Bills defeat the San Diego Chargers. Dude, the Chargers went every fucking... Look at this. Chargers, Chargers. Oh, no, they didn't go the second. The Dallas Texans, now the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, 1964, the Buffalo Bills. There it is. And they won it in 65. Would you look at that? Then around 67, 68, they get O.J. Simpson... O.J. Simpson, loving that fucking cold town of white women. (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, Anyway. So after that, they called a fake, they acted like they were going to do a fake punt. And then the guy was supposed to quickly, you know, hoping that the return man would run up. Which he did. And then all of a sudden, the punter is trying to run back and boot the ball over his head before the guy has a chance to run back. The punter got blamed. It's a fucked up. It's like, I don't know. It was a fucked up. uh, You know, it was a fucked up. uh, I don't know. Call. You know, I realized I never finished my hockey fighting thing. So 
now that you can't throw the fucking ball at these goddamn hitters, like you just see how awful their fucking behavior is now every time they hit a fucking home run, right? And that's like fighting. If you just took the fighting out of hockey and some cunt like trying to end your career, all he's going to get is a five-minute major or a fucking 10-minute game misconduct Worst case scenario, the occasional 10-game suspension. Um, you can't just take the fighting out of it. You'd have to take the fighting out, and then you'd have to get rid of all the dirty players. You'd have to get rid of all of that. You'd have to get rid of all of the sociopaths. Um, yeah, you can't do that. You need the fighting in the game to keep people fucking their sticks down and all of that shit. And you need pitchers to be able to fucking drill the next guy, you know, in the fucking ribs. So you don't have to watch somebody screaming into the dugout like they just, I don't know what, they just fucking won a war or something. Um, They did win a war at the plate, man. Um, All right. Anyway. So some Devil Rays fans are fucking whining. I don't know why they're whining, okay? They fucking won a Stanley Cup, and they just won a fucking Super Bowl. You know what I mean? One goddamn thing goes doesn't go your fucking way. What is the problem, okay? And not to mention, you end up losing by two. So quit your crying. All right, anyway, I... Uh, sorry, I don't know what. This is a very sports-heavy day. Um, yeah, so I basically... Uh, I spent my day, whole day with my kids today. It was awesome. And um, around midday, my wife took my daughter to her uncle's house for a birthday party. So then I just spent like the rest of the afternoon with my son. And we had, we had the best friggin' time. First of all, my daughter out of nowhere just started telling me that she wanted an apple pie. And I was like, you want an apple pie? And she's like, Yes. Dad, do you know how to make an apple pie? I was like, I do. I do know how to make an apple pie. She goes, okay, can you make it tonight? <laughs> like, well, I don't think we have enough apples here. So uh, I, well, I need, can you go to the store and, you know, tell me all that stuff. So for some reason, she told me she wanted it for breakfast. So I was like, all right. So I said, Okay. I can't remember if I already told you guys this story. So I say to my wife, like, all right, I got to go to the grocery store and get some apples and stuff. And she's just like, Bill, you can't keep doing this instant gratification. They're going to, you know, you're going to spoil them and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you're right, you're right, you're right. Overcompensating for the way I grew up. (laughs) Can I have an apple pie? No. What is it, fucking Christmas? Oh, I was shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey! Right? That's shit. So, um, yeah, so I try to fucking, you know, overcompensate. I think I'm doing a good job because there's definitely a line. It's definitely, I have a line, but my line is, it's, it's pretty far down the road. Like, you have to do, um, like, I can't think of anything that really upsets me that my kids do. Oh, they scream in my ear. That's what kills me when they're play fighting, that screeching in my ears. I'm already ring because I got the fucking tinnitus there. I'll be like, oh, my God, just don't yell into my ear like that. 
so sometimes I literally wear like earplugs from Smart because they're going to be squealing or whatever. So anyway, um, yeah, so I'd made this apple pie and my son had it for the first time. It was just like, he had like, like took a bite and he started, had like, you know, two chews of it. And he just looks up at his big grin, like, what is this? So uh, when my wife left, she said, I was like, all right, what, what should I give him for lunch? She was like, oh, you get something, you know, some fruit and a little bit of this and that. If you want, you can have a dessert. You can have a little bit of apple pie. I'm like, okay, that's happening. So uh, we hung out and did that. I was watching football with him. He has a little bit of a cold, this fucking lingering cold. Whatever the hell this thing is, is that's going around. Um, so I took a steam with him, you know. I took a steam with them the other day, too. Oh, I had one of the worst moments as a dad. Ugh. Took a steam with him. He was kind of wriggling around and everything. I was like, I can't, you know, because the steam's coming out, you know. I only had him in the, you know, I had it turned down low just to get this stuff because kids don't know how to blow their nose, right? So he he got up. I ended up setting him down. I wasn't even thinking. I'm like, okay, the steam's off so he won't get burned or anything. And he fucking walked and he came. I know you guys know, he fucking, he was standing up and then he wasn't. I, I turned away for two seconds to set this thing. What was he doing? He was, oh, my wife had like some sort of spray bottle that he kept trying to get to. And he just fortunately landed mostly on his ass. And then, but then he hit the back of his head just ever so like not bad. I know that sounds horrible. Oh, and he started crying. I felt fucking so bad. Beat, still beat myself up to that. But it was like, it went from like the greatest moment, like taking a steam with your son and some, you know, guy shit, right? Hanging out. And, uh, you know, he was enjoying it. He thought it was sort of fascinating. But, you know, the crap was coming out of his nose. And then after a while, it was just kind of like, all right, this is too hot. And then that's when I went to take him out. But uh, then we did it again the next day. And I made sure that he didn't fall down. But Jesus, is there anything fucking worse than when your kid gets hurt? On your watch. Oh, my God. Ugh. My wife's cool. She goes, don't beat yourself up about it. It happens. Like, he's falling out of the bed. You know, when he, I, you know, I set him down. He rolled off out of the bed and blah, blah. You know, they're resilient. They get back up and stuff. I was like, yeah, did you feel good after it happened? She's like, no. I go, <laughs> all right, that's what I'm going through here. But um, anyway, we did that. And then uh, I took him for a walk for, through the neighborhood, put him in the uh, the stroller and all that stuff. And uh just had an awesome time with them. He's a really, really good kid. Likes throwing the ball. He's strong as hell. And I'm finding he's really, he's into music, which is really cool. Like he makes a beeline. Got this little uh, toy piano thing and he just makes a beeline for it. And he loves it. <clears throat> and if I start playing, I got a little acoustic guitar. If I play a little bit, just strum a few chords. He has a big grin and he walks over and he listens and he reaches out. And he wants to try and play it. It's so fucking cool. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, worst case scenario, he's just a music lover. Best case scenario, we have a drum battle. You know? Or maybe he fucking picks up the guitar or whatever. My daughter loves playing guitar. Who knows? Who knows? I could jam with my kids. Can you imagine that? One plays bass. One plays guitar. Am I turning into Joe Jackson here? I, but I'm not, I don't want to put him on the road. I just want to fucking jam with them. Teach him an ACDC song. 
Highway to Hell, that's an easy one, right? Ah, fun days, fun days. Toyota, you know, we all agree that reducing emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, yet they make up less than 10% of all new vehicles today. That's because right now they cost more. They're too expensive, just like all new technology. Consumers worry about range and whether or not they'll be able to find a charging station. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture the batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision of a carbon-neutral future. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV electric vehicle could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, hey, let's go places. Ahead. All right, so here we go. Let's uh, let's do some reads here. Some reads here for the week. Uh, where am I going here? Oh, Indochino. You know, the right outfit can bring out something special in us. And with Indochino, creating your best look yet could be more affordable than you think. Talk about any special occasion. Occasions that have been postponed over the year. Or any events that are coming up soon that you are looking forward to? Well, my entire uh, stand-up tour of last year was canceled. What am I looking forward to? I am looking forward to uh, a bunch of stuff that I can't talk about that literally is going to get announced here in the next couple. Tomorrow, I think. But as far as what I have on the books, I am looking forward to going to Milwaukee. I got that coming up. I got Atlanta this weekend. I got Long Beach and all of those things. Last time I played Long Beach, you know what? I wore a suit. I did. I mean, that is, that's the Terrace Theater. That's where Richard Pryor, live in concert, when he has the red shirt, the black pants, and the silver shoes, and he pulled up to the venue. It was fucking amazing. And, uh, and it looks the exact same. And I couldn't believe that I was playing there. So, um, yeah, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be bad to get an Indochino suit. Um, anyway, maybe it's been a while since the last time you had an excuse to dress up, but whenever the ne- that next chance is, make, an abs- make the absolute most of it with Indochino. Indochino offers completely custom-fitted suits, shirts, casual wear, and more at surprisingly affordable prices. Every piece is made to your exact measurements, and you can customize every detail. The best part, Indochino suits start at just $3.99. With all customizations included, Indochino is now open at select Nordstrom stores. Look at them moving up, uh, giving you even more ways to get great fitting, personalized clothing. Find your nearest location at I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O dot com. I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O dot com. Right now, you can get $50 off any purchase of $3.99. Or more by using code BURR at checkout. That's $50 off a purchase at $3.99. Oh, that's going to get annoying quick. Or more at INDOCHINO.com. INDOCHINO.com. Promo code BURR. All right. 
I just pictured every guy listening to this right now with his girlfriend going like, oh, God, can you shut that guy off? All right? And I just got one thing to say. Fuck you, lady. Uh, kidding. Kidding, ladies. I'm sorry. Isn't this the, the, the month of the women? Have you noticed the pink shit has come back? I just saw that at the Bills fucking uh, Kansas City game. You're sitting there. You're trying to decompress the end of the fucking week, you know. You got a bunch of shit coming up, and then all of a sudden, everybody's holding up a sign. Hey, by the way, my dad died of cancer. Oh, thank you. Thank you for telling me that. Fantastic. I have friends that died of cancer. I'm not going to bring that up when you're trying to watch a fucking ball game. Um, for the life of me, I don't understand what that moment is about. What is that moment about? I have no fucking idea what is it about. Okay, well, how come we don't have a game where everybody, hey, you know, let's talk about, I don't know, the mumps. That's the disease I always... Is that a disease? Is it an affliction? Is it a virus? Um, I don't care what it is. It's a fucking conspiracy. The mumps never even happened. That don't even sound like nothing, does it? The mumps. Um, zip recruiter. Every, oh, zip recruiter. You know, there are some things in life that I like to pick out myself, like my wife. I picked her out all by myself. You know, in some parts of the world, you don't get that privilege. Uh, so I know that I've got the one that's best for me, like cuts of steak, mattresses, bottles of wine. What if you could do the same thing for hiring, everybody? Just try to wrap your head around that. Choose your ideal candidate before they even apply. What? Um, is this the blow your mind copy? Uh, that's where zip invites, invite to apply comes in. It gives you as the hiring manager, the power to pick your favorite top from top candidate candidates. Sorry. And right now you can try it for free at ziprecruiter.com slash burr. But how does invite to apply work? Glad you asked. Well, when you post a job on zip, they find you the most qualified people for your job. Then you can easily review the candidates and invite your top choices to apply for your job. It's like a dating app, except you're trying to find somebody to do the job. All right? To do the, the, you're not, wait, you're not fucking this person. You're, you're trying to fill a cubicle. Lauren Webb, Senior Vice President of Talent Acquisitions for Medulla, Mindola Health, raves about ZipRecruiter's invite to apply. She says, I love that feature. I love that feature because we have a much higher follow-through rate if I invite candidates. It's easy for me and it's easy for them. Well, thank you, Lauren Webb, Senior Vice President of Talent Acquisition for Medulla Health. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think she was raving about it. I mean, a lot of people throw around the L word. I just love it. In fact, according to Zip Recruiter Internal Data, jobs where employees use Zip Recruiter Invite to apply, get on average two and a half times more candidates, which helps for a faster hiring process. See for yourself. 
Just go to this exclusive web address, ziprecruiter.com slash Burr, B-U-R-R, to try Zip for free. That's ziprecruiter.com slash Burr. Zip. The smartest way to hire. Oh, look, what the fuck is this? I love the name of this already. Solo Stove. Jesus Christ, I'm picturing somebody just divorced. You know, are you divorced? Did your wife take everything from you and you don't have any fucking money left, but you still want to cook something? Why have four burners? You're alone in this world. Introducing Solo Stove. One burner, one person, one life. Go fuck yourself. Here's some fucking bacon. Uh, There's nothing quite like the feeling of gathering around a warm fire on a cool fall evening. Yeah, especially if they fucking knock the clocks back. Who wants to sit by a fire in the daylight? And a smokeless fire pit from Solo Stove makes your outdoor moments even more memorable. Wait, what is this? I already like this thing. Because instead of having to constantly dodge campfire fumes, you can sit back, relax, and actually enjoy the fire. Wait, I got to see what this fucking thing looks like. Solo Stove. I just love that name. It has nothing to do. I thought it was like a fucking. <laughs> I thought it was one like burner. And then underneath a little fucking door that you would just make a casserole for one. Solo stove. I mean, that is just fucking tremendous. All right, images. I got to see. Look at that thing. And it's, it looks nice. Solo stove bonfire. It looks like a giant, one of those, uh, you know, those things that you, you stick under trays of food. Looks like a candle, and then they light it, and everybody's like, ooh. Then you have orange chicken in a fight with your wife on the way home. Um, is the salt and fucking sugar are, are, are messing with your, your brain? All right. Because instead of having to constantly dodge campfire fumes, you can sit back, relax, and enjoy the fire. Upgrade your backyard with a solo stove fire pit. Enjoying the warm ambiance. The mesmerizing flames. All right, they're getting crazy with this. Look, whoever wrote this, after you use ambiance, okay, that's enough big words for my listeners. You can't use ambiance and two seconds later say mesmerizing. Mesmerizing flames. What are we burning here that all of a sudden I'm just going, hey, man, look at those flames. Uh, And all the opportunities to create more good moments and lasting memories. Make the time with your friends and family richer with a solo stove fire pit. Solo stove fire pits are brilliantly engineered and beautifully crafted. I'm not going to lie to you. It does look great. Made with premium grade 304 stainless steel and a patented 360-degree airflow system that maximizes efficiency with, while minimizing smoke. That's the big thing, huh? Easy to light with a few, few bits of starter. Your fire is blazing in minutes. Perfectly portable. Take solo stove with you on camping trips and more. Get the perfect fire pit for those fall nights and make your backyard a destination. Oh, we got to get over to Steve. He's got a fucking solo stove with a spectacular fire pit from Solo Stove. You know something? That's right. Solo Stove is right up there with Smoke Monday. 
My two fucking favorite names of the fall. Um, shop the fall event now and get an extra $10 off when you use promo code Burr at checkout. They're so confident you'll love it. They offer a lifetime warranty and a 30-day free return policy. Just go to Solo Stove. And remember, you get $10 off when you use the promo code Burr. I mean, you got a fire pit and there's no smoke? It's perfect. Um, all right. Please mention that your new dates will be announced Tuesday on BillBird.com. I did mention that. I have my whole 2022 celebrating 30 years of stand-up comedy, 30 years of my ignorant fucking thoughts. How in God's name was my first show 30 years ago? I got to be honest with you. It seems like forever ago. Um, which, by the way, the great Jim Norton posted something on his Instagram, an article, his first article he ever had written up about him um, from 1990. And we're the same age. I'm actually a little bit older than him. And I was like, wow, I had no idea. I thought he, we started right around the same time. But that had him in 1990. I have to ask him that when he started. Because if by 1990, if he already had an article written about him, he must have been doing it at least a year. And then I'm thinking, like, did he start in the 80s? I wish I started in the 80s. I would have loved to have seen what that was like. Because I started right after the whole thing went right in the shitter. Um, the big 80s stand-up boom was over. Um, all right. All my tour dates will be announced on BillBurr.com. B-I-L-L-B-U-R-R.com. Yes. Um, I almost said cunt. All right. Bill Burr is a jack-o'-lantern. What is this? Um, good morning, Bill. Every year, a local park in Louisville, Kentucky... Oh, keep that, you know, something. I'm going to tease Louisville, Kentucky. That might be on my tour next year. I'm not sure. I'm not allowed to announce it yet. Uh, Louisville holds the Jack-O-Lantern Spectacular. You know something? I would love to go to that. My wife would love to go to that. A huge Halloween event with a trail of artistically carved Jack-O-Lanterns. I just attended. Ah, sorry. I just attended last night and was thrilled to see a pumpkin carved with your face. And I had to send it along. Get the fuck out of here. My husband and I are a huge fan. Love your podcast. We've seen your live show and you were fantastic on The Mandalorian. Thank you. And King of Staten Island, of course. Thank you. All the best to you, Nia, and your family. Thank you. Texted the pictures. Yes. He did. Oh, so that's where that was from. That was that was from. Uh, I gotta answer this. I'm wide open. All right, where is it? Where is it? Let's see the fucking jack o' lantern. Billy, oh Billy Pumpkinhead. Jesus Christ, that's fucking amazing. I like that cool coat you gave me. That is fucking wild. I'm going to send that to my wife so she thinks I'm important. Why would somebody waste that time fucking your orange anyway? I mean, it's fucking redundant. Um, no, I'm kidding. Oh, speaking of orange, Mario Batali. By the way, I, I am like 
blown away by like uh, those pumpkins that people carve, like those really like fucking amazingly talented people. Like the coolest one I ever did was the Federal Reserve when I was into conspiracy theory. Um, I made that because I was like, this is the scariest. This should be the scariest thing on Halloween. I was insufferable. I'm not saying I wasn't right, but I mean, nobody, once I realized nobody cares, I just, I just don't have the fight in me. That's like with the vaccine. Like I gave a fuck, I gave a fuck and I gave a fuck and half of you didn't. So it's just like, I don't give a shit, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of pumpkins, Mario Batali. Somebody wrote Mario Batali got canceled. Just as an FYI, Mario Batali got canceled. Why would you think I don't know this? I was a fan of the guy. I still am, as far as his cooking goes. You know what I mean? I still love O.J. Simpson. You know, what he did on the football field, okay? I don't get into the after-hours shit. Once Mario stops cooking, I mean, I don't know what happened. Uh, he got canceled for a bunch of sexual assault accusations. I actually, I'm gonna, this is a confession I have. I have a Mario Batali uh, crock pot. Whatever you call it. Thing's fucking great. It's got a big M on it. We call it the Me Too pot. Um, what am I supposed to throw it out? Um, throw it in the fucking ocean. The pot didn't do anything. Uh, wouldn't we? Wouldn't be praising him on your podcast. I know it sucks. As a chef, I used to watch his show all the time. He's a fucking incredible cook. He is fucking amazing. I learned so much about Italy through the guy, and he came up with the Italy, which I love going to that too. Having said that, you know, you shouldn't be taking out your fucking uh, pumpkin cock at work. I mean, I, that, I I see the whole thing. Anyways, the guy says, I hate cancel culture as not much as the next person. Well, I think cancel culture is different than that. If you actually fucking did shit like that, they got the right person. And that started because no one was listening to these women who were getting assaulted, allegedly. I don't know if it's been proved. I don't know what. Um were getting insulted by these guys. Like, they shouldn't have had to fucking deal with that just because they work with the guy. That that part is all good. That part is all fine. It's then, then what assholes did with that. They took that and then ran with it to, like, he was mean to me. He didn't say hi to me when I said hi to him in 1994. You should end his career. Then it became shit like that. Then it just became stupid. Anyway, the guy says, I hate cancel culture as much as the next person. We're supposed to be a nation that exemplifies due process and innocence until proven guilty. Well, I mean, yeah, that's what we say. But I mean, how many documentaries do you have to fucking watch about what we've done to people specifically who aren't white? Um, but just wanted to let you know, because there's so much crap out there, don't want the wolves coming after you, Bill. Well, you know. The thing about me is, I've always said this, my career is the punishment. You know, it's usually, <laughs> they usually try to take a TV show away from you or end your movie career or fucking whatever the fuck it is. And back in the day, you just, you know, now you're going to have to just go back and do stand-up. But now what's going on is you can make so much fucking money doing stand-up. Now they're trying to take that away. You know what I mean? If you're a guy, if you're a chick, they don't give a fuck. Anyways, says, God bless you and yours. Can't wait for your next comedy album stand-up. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate you looking out for me. I realize that the man was canceled. I do understand that. Um, 
He wasn't canceled. He was exposed, I, evidently, for whatever the fuck he was doing after work. And, uh, yeah, and that's what happens. So, but having said that, the guy can cook his ass off. You know what I mean? I used to do this joke about O.J. Simpson, I, something like that. I was just like, listen, how the fuck did it go? You know, I, I can separate the two. I can look at O.J., you know, for what he did on the football field. He was fucking amazing. Having said that, I don't condone the way the man handled his divorce. Um, no ball busting in college and plastic death. Um, okay, dear Billy Translucent Skin. <laughs> Fucking assholes. Um, the guy says, I'm off topic here. What is this? Where did I see that? I think I just scrolled into something else here. I'm a blue collar guy. Where did I just see I'm off topic here? Anyway. Oh, it says off topic right there. Okay. I'm a blue collar guy with a job in a university in your home state of Massachusetts. Um, buddy, I moved away from there almost half my life ago. All right. How long do I claim that place? I, I go back now. I, I, don't, I don't recognize any city now. Every city has been turned into one giant luxury apartment building, I feel. Um, I've been observing how odd professors are. They, they lack the lack of eye contact and a sense of humor. Forget sarcasm. And worse, this is carry, carrying over to the students. I've always been the guy at work that makes people laugh and has a good time. But this place is draining. It's an easy job, but I don't know if I can stay here seven years till I retire. Oh, oh, he's at a university. I've been observing how odd the professors are. They lack the lack of eye contact and sense of humor. This is carrying over to the students. Yeah, well, there's going to be a big pushback on that. You know, it just is. You can't. You just can't run any further in that direction. And then it just has to go the other way. So it'll be fine. It'll correct itself. Anyways, he says, off topic, Xfinity Center. Great Woods, bro. Oh, is that what they're calling it now? Sells liquid death. But you have to put it in plastic cups. Yes, they won't give you the can. What the fuck? Oh, my God. Corporate fucking lawyers, once again, afraid someone's going to get sued. It's so dumb. It is so dumb. That is the number one fucking thing we should all be talking about is how we can stop fucking doing things to this planet that's not going to make it sustainable for us to live here. Oh, well. Thanks for being angry enough for the both of us, and go fuck yourself. You know, I don't think I'm that angry. I'm angrier than the next guy. Uh, but, you know, I have built I have built this house on anger, so whatever. You know, I need, I need to do one of those fluff pieces. You know? That those stars always do in like People magazine. Little older, little wiser, has finally found love. Letting go, knows who her friends are. I gotta do one of those fluff pieces. It's let go of the anger, but be to be. All right, my staff is running me out of my company. Well, Jesus Christ, you got a mutiny going on here. Hi, Bill Blue Balls. I am writing from Latin America. Nice. English is not my first language, so apologies beforehand. Hablo Espanol. Um, oh, your English seems great so far. I am the owner 
of a woman's underwear retail concept. Fancy enough for you? Uh, What does concept mean? I employ only women as it is difficult for us guys to select and sell these products. Oh, yeah. You want a woman's... If you're making women's underwear, you want a woman to be like, I would wear that. I like that. Uh, Where is the crotch in that one, you fucking pervert? All right. So, you know, trying something out. Uh, Let's just say... Women do a better job at picking and selling bras and panties than you or me would do. Exactly. I do have 30 plus years experience in managing these products and have a good understanding. So basically my team's my team does day to day. I do oversight. Mind you, this is a small ass business. Wait, English is your second language and you say this is a small ass business. That's pretty impressive. Uh, three stores and a web sale uh, and web sales. Sorry. Uh, the thing is, I have a team I take good care of. All women, they manage their schedule. All six of them have kids and come and go as they please as long as they do the work. Whenever we are together, I would try to get lunch, blah, 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 and all that. Oh, you pay for it. I think I was a good boss. Now as the team grew bigger, nothing I say or do is appreciated. You are not a woman you don't understand. If I stress too much, I'm pushing. If I let loose, I am out of touch. Bill, I just cannot win with these ladies. Well, what the fuck, dude? You never hung around with women before? What, you think it was going to be easier? Nothing I do is okay. Yeah, you sound like every married guy you know. I am the drive. I am driving the web sales, putting much emphasis on it, as you should know nowadays, and anything I try to implement, they don't like. I have become a scared shell of a man, second guesser of myself and everything, and I find myself pitching things to my staff, scared they will not like it. All right, you lost your confidence. You got to get a victory. Uh, Thing is, three weeks ago, I got fed up and had the I've had it with you moment and have not been back to the office. Only digital communication. Oh, dude, you gave up the castle. I know this is not a long-term solution. Also, three months ago, had a heart attack. I'm 54 and came out of it better than before, but apparently with no tolerance for bullshit, Bill. What can I do? Thank you for all you do and go fuck yourself. All right, the first thing you do is you don't argue with women. All right? You just get quiet. To saying something you don't agree. At the end of the day, dude, you're the boss. So they don't have any fucking power over you unless you give it to them. All right? So what you have to fucking do is you have to be, um, it's the Seinfeld thing. Master your domain, except you're talking about your emotions. All right? You're not doing anything wrong. You're employing everybody there. You're letting them come and go as they please. You're being a great boss, according to you. And, you know, all you're doing is pitching ideas. All right. So um, what would I do? Um, If there's an idea I believe in, I wouldn't give a fuck what they'd say. I'd stick with it. And that that's a way to build back up your confidence. And I guess, you know, to show them that, you know, everything that they say, I think you've you've overcome. You've kind of let the, the nuts run the nut house. Um, I've never done this. I've never run a small business like this, but uh, I don't know why you had a heart attack. Did you have a heart attack because of stress or because of the way you were eating? Were you stress eating? I have no idea. There's a lot of variables here. This one's a little out of my fucking um, wheelhouse, and I got issues with women, obviously, so I don't, I'm probably not the best person. To, <laughs> to talk to. Um, 
And most of my issues with women have to do with not being wanting to be controlled. I don't like when people try to fucking control me, plan out my day, tell me what I need to wear and all of that shit. It drives me up the fucking wall, especially if I'm not doing it to you. I don't like people like that, male or female. And if you get into a relationship, I don't know if it's the motherly instinct. It's just sort of, uh, you know, what happens. And I, I, I just, yeah. Oh, Jesus. I don't even know if I answered your fucking question. Um, I will tell you this. You need to go into work or they're going to start stealing underwear from you. All right? Well, the cat's away, the mice will play, as they say. So that's the first thing I would do. And secondly, you had the heart attack. You can use that to your advantage and say, listen, I don't need heightened emotions. I'm on the other side of a heart attack. Okay? Uh, yeah, I would just... You just need sort of a more of a respectable back and forth. And I would, you know... I don't know. It's always dangerous to tell women what you're thinking. Just try what I just said there. And you know something? I would also phone a friend here. Try to get some better fucking advice. I I don't know what to tell you. Um, That's a hell of a situation you're in there, though. Uh, But I'm glad you didn't die from your heart attack. And I hope that you're eating some fucking greens and chilling the fuck out. Maybe headspace. Headspace meditation. Um. Or you could also introduce a line of men's briefs, boxer briefs. Why don't you do that? And then at least that's one place where they'll have to shut up. Even then, they'll still chime in. I wouldn't fuck a guy if he's wearing those. All right. Thank you, ladies. All right. Girlfriend's wardrobe malfunction. Holy shit. Wardrobe malfunction. Um, all right. Billy the Bambino of Bimbo Bashing Burr. Well. How the hell are you? I need some advice. I will do us both a favor and try to keep this short. No promises, though. I, too, have been known to go off on long rants. Sorry, I'm yawning here. Here's my story. My girlfriend and I I decided to host a small BBQ slash pool party. Oh, what could go wrong? We figured, oh, Jesus, bikinis. Oh, no. I'm just hoping it's a titty and her clam didn't fall out, you know? But you never know. Did she jump off the diving board and try to touch her toes? Fucking spread eagle doing the David Lee Roth and her fucking pee lip came out. Um, All right. My girlfriend and I, okay, we figured it would be the perfect opportunity to get everyone together again now that most, if not all of us, have been vaccinated. Anyway, the BBQ is going great. I'm in charge of the grill. My lady, who is a truly gorgeous woman, woman, is doing the rounds mingling. Everyone seems to be having a good time. What can go wrong, you ask? I will tell you, Bill. Oh, no. At one point, I walked over to my girl to bring her a plate of food. She was talking to a good buddy of mine who I've been friends with for over 20 years, and I had to... As I go to hand her the plate, lo and behold, her bikini top has left her left nipple completely unattended. I'm talking Janet Jackson, complete wardrobe malfunction, Bill. Very noticeable, impossible to miss. I blurt out something like, Jesus Christ, hon, put that away. At which point she turns away to deal with the runaway boob, visibly embarrassed. Yeah, he probably shouldn't have yelled that shit. My buddy, pretending that he had not noticed at all, lets out a whoa 
and turns to look away and cover his eyes. Obviously, it became very awkward and uncomfortable. But as they say, the show must go on. Yeah, now you got to look at your buddy like, dude, you, you fucking saw the titty. There's no way a titty comes out and a guy doesn't notice. The woman's gorgeous. The party continued, though I did not have the whole incident, though I did have the whole incident stewing in the back of my mind. After everyone left, I spoke to my girl about it. Turns out she'd been talking to my buddy for over 10 minutes and not once did he mention anything. Being a man myself, I have to think that he was able to expertly maintain eye contact while checking out the full moon version of a nipple slip with his periphery, all the while uploading the image into his spank bank. Oh, God. This is what sucks about being a guy. I haven't told her this, but I find myself also upset at her, though I know it does not make any sense, and it is probably the result of misdirected feelings. That's exactly what it is. But a piece of me feels it's her responsibility to keep her tits covered up. Well, what's funny is if your balls were hanging out, she'd be like, how the fuck did you not know your balls were hanging out? Um, to add, how could she not have noticed that her nipple was basking in the Florida sun? I mean, I can sense the mildest breeze when I have plumbers cracked on display. I just choose to ignore it. Um... My question to you, Bill, is should I confront my buddy about this to clear the air or will it just make things more weird? I am almost certain he's just going to deny any wrong. To well, how can you prove how long it was out? You don't know when it came out. How could he not? It's not like he's going to apologize and admit being a douche or offer to show me his girl's tit. Do I just drop it? I don't know, Bill. The whole thing is just is not sitting well with me. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Go fuck yourself. Uh, dude, I hate to tell you this. You're just going to have to let it go. It might affect you hanging out with the guy. Um, it's just one of those unfortunate things um, that happens when, you know, you're dating a hot chick that's got a fucking rack and a bikini top on it. A titty comes out. Comes out, it was just a titty. You know. Just look at it positively. He got to see how lucky you are. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Dude, sometimes, you know what? You just got to take a loss. You learn more from losing than winning. And you just have to go nuts to sit here and plot revenge and fucking hate that guy. You know, who gives a fuck? Listen. If he goes home and jerks off to that titty coming out, he already jerked off to her anyway, which is kind of funny because that means you're living his fantasy. All right? And be honest with yourself. Are you going to sit there and tell me you never rubbed one out to one of the friend's chicks that they were dating? Get the fuck out of here. Okay? They never bent down to pick something out and you didn't check out her ass? You're a guy. Okay? It happens. Who gives a fuck? It happens. I got to be honest with you. Like, I, I, I would get over that. It would just be like, eh, you know. You know, fucking Teddy came out. What are you going to do? All right? It's like Clements back in the day. Give up a home run. Be like, All right, give me another ball. Give me another fucking ball. He didn't give a shit. Guy just plowed ahead. Did not deal with his emotions. <laughs> um, Let's check out the Bills. I'll tell you one thing about the Buffalo Bills, dude. They fucking cover. I took the Bills last week, laying 17. They won 40 to nothing. Number one defense in the league, I believe. Let's see. 
Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. 24 to 13. Going into. Wait a second. Oh, it's halftime. Is it only halftime? That can't be right. It's got to be. Oh, no. It's, it's the beginning of the fourth quarter. 24 13. The fucking guys just cover. I think they beat the spread every. You know, if you live in Buffalo, were you smart enough to just bet one game a week and just bury the Bills every fucking week? How much money would you be up if you buried the Bills and took your winnings and then doubled it and then doubled it and doubled it and doubled it? Don't do that because you'll that gets scary. It gets scary quick. Um, all right, that's it. Um, I feel like I was kind of lame with the fucking answers this week. I just, I, I just had to answer. I don't know what. I don't know. You're fucking making women's underwear, and you got a, you have a bunch of female employees yelling at you. What do I do? I don't fucking know. Talk to somebody who watches the fashion channel because that's like, you know, I don't know. I feel like someone in that world would know better. And then you know, your girlfriend's titty popped out. It happens. It fucking happens. And um, ah, god damn it! Now I'm starting to get mad at your friend. Whoa. <laughs> You might have to address the woe. Yeah, he's your buddy. He should have said something and he didn't. Ah, dude. See, look at now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, you might have to kind of cool that relationship for a minute and then just wait for him to be like, hey, what's going on? I don't know. But then he gonna are you gonna end it over a titty? I guess it all goes like, how do you feel about this guy? You know, is most of this about your ego? Uh, my woman, my titty, right? Is it that? <coughs> how much do you like? If this guy's like a real friend of yours, if he's a real friend of yours, he would have fucking said something. You can't fucking sit there when your butt, buddy's wife's or girlfriend's titty's just hanging out. You got to say something. Although it was a party. He could have been boozed. He could have been not thinking the right way. You know, it's a fucking difficult thing, man. I mean, it's a pool party. You know, somebody's going to have a nip slip. It just fucking happens. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't know, dude. You're going to waste all of that fucking energy. You know what it is? It's, 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 can't get mad at her. You can't get mad at the situation. The thing that you can get mad at is the phony, whoa, and then covering his eyes like he's a fucking gentleman. It's just like, am I to believe that that, am I to believe that it just happened? You know what? Fuck, you got to say something to this guy. Am I to believe that the fucking titty came out right when I was there and you didn't notice? Until that fucking second and then you turned away? Just be, listen, dude. All right, I don't buy that. Her titty came out. You knew it came out. You didn't fucking say anything, and that bugs me. I think, yeah, you know what? I think you got to say that. Jesus Christ, I'm all over the map. But then how do you say it? Over the phone, face to face. 
Now you're fighting this guy. I just, you just got to be prepared to just have this friendship end on that. And then if it ends on that, every time he sees you, he goes back to that moment. He thinks about your girl's titty. I mean, this is, this is a problem. <coughs> hey man, it's Sunday night. I didn't want to think this hard. All right. That's it. People. This is that, that is the podcast for this week. Go fuck yourselves. And I will check in on you on Thursday. Toyota, you know, we all agree that reducing emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, yet they make up less than 10% of all new vehicles today. That's because right now they cost more. They're too expensive, just like all new technology. Consumers worry about range and whether or not they'll be able to find a charging station. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture the batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision of a carbon neutral future. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV electric vehicle could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, hey, let's go places.